think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welp, you all saw that, right? No, that wasn't just me. (sighs) That had to be one of, if not the most disappointing game in modern Penguins history. And the funniest part about it is that they're technically not eliminated yet, but the feeling everywhere, all throughout that arena, from the fans to the coaches to the players, everyone felt deflated. Everybody felt what, basically what that game meant, what that loss meant, in that they had every possibility to control their own destiny. And now the only scenario that the Penguins make the playoffs is the New York uh, Islanders lose tomorrow night at 7 o'clock puck drop to the Montreal Canadiens. And then the Penguins need a defeat in Columbus, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's the only way that the Penguins can make the playoffs at this point. The Buffalo Sabres were eliminated tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins were morally eliminated tonight. Like I said, worst, most disappointing uh, game probably in the Malkin, Crosby, Penguin, you know, whatever, yada, yada era. It's late. It's 1 a.m. I'm only doing this because there's just a lot of emotion and I feel the need to get some thoughts off my chest as that was basically the obituary of the Penguin season tonight. Penguins losing at home to the Chicago Blackhawks going into the game the 32nd place in the NHL standing Chicago Blackhawks the we're gonna have the best odds for Connor Bedard but now probably won't Chicago Blackhawks that team that team now uh, beat the Pittsburgh Penguins and likely ended their season now as we sit After that victory for the Chicago Blackhawks, they now sit in 30th place in the National Hockey League. In last place, funny enough, are their next opponents, the Columbus Blue Jackets, at 57 points in 80 games played. One point behind both the Chicago Blackhawks and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Well, that sucked. In every possible way, that was 
just there's so much tension just let out the tonight just let off the valve just when the doors of PPG Paints Arena opened after the final horn sounded to end the game I'm sure there was just a decompression of air that just rushed open the doors and blew the doors wide open because Penguin fans now it's it's confirmed likely confirmed it it feels like it's confirmed it feels like it's over it feels like it's done and again i think it was our third experience this season or at least this half season uh since the halfway point where penguin fans at a point in the game chanted fire hextall which i think is likely now i mean i think it's been likely i think he had a get out of jail free card possibly in winning and making the playoffs um but not so much anymore it is um that's all folks in that regard pretty much um i'm gonna check i think money puck has those numbers of the playoff odds now but sometimes they release them you know like at different points i don't know if it's live or not i think it's live um, as of 10.34 Eastern Time tonight, so that would have been just as the game was ending, the Pittsburgh Penguins have a 9.2% chance of making the playoffs. The Florida Panthers clinched tonight. They are in. They have a 100% chance, and the only team that's in the way there uh, in between the Penguins and a playoff spot are the New York Islanders. And wouldn't it just be poetic that the reason the penguins miss is because of the Islanders beating them out. Just chew on that one for a little bit. Think about it. Um, I mean, we can get into the specifics of this game and, um, have a better, you know, more analytical recap of it than, uh, just saying penguin bad, but it it was a very emotional evening for penguin fans because it's basically, the acceptance of uh, of the end of this. I still don't think this is the end of it for the core. Uh, I'm going to get into this more for the next full-length episode. I'm going to try to get someone else on to next uh, Monday for episode five of the full-length podcast and um, kind of do like an obituary for this season, uh, this this iteration of the Penguins and you know, really dive deep and make some predictions and see what insight we can get as to uh, what's going to happen. Because regardless, something needs to change. I know the overarching theme of a lot of the season that a lot of Penns fans and Penguins media have pointed out is that Fenway is very disconnected from the Penguin organization they they show up sometimes they act like they're involved but it doesn't seem like they care very much they the the big thing for the longest time is that they didn't even have the penguins listed on their website um as a part of their portfolio which is just comedic um but i can't see a situation where everyone comes back i and i don't mean the the top players necessarily i I think Crosby's obviously coming back. Malkin's coming back. Latang's coming back. There's the latter two just signed those contracts. They're not leaving. Um, Crosby 
is not going to leave. He still has another year left, I think, after after next year, I think. Um, but something to look at while we're on Money Puck, while we're on the website, great website, another plug for Money Puck. Um, a great feature they have is the Deserve to Win a Meter, which is basically based on scoring chances and uh, you know expected goals. Um, the it does a thousand simulations and then it give of like what happened with the scoring chances in the game and then it gives you a result. So tonight the Penguins had a seventy nine point three percent chance or deserving chance of winning this game and a thousand simulations based on the scoring chances of this game. The Blackhawks win just over twenty percent of them. The Penguins win the remaining nearly eighty percent of this game of simulations of this exact game. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. It was a third period collapse. Uh, it was scoreless after one, nothing happened. It was a pretty low event first period. Uh, and then kind of all hell broke loose. So at the end of the first it was 13, nine shots for Chicago. I'll give them that credit. Second period, very low event. The Blackhawks did get the lone goal in the second period, but I believe up until the halfway point of the second period, it, the shots were eight to one Penguins at one point in the second, not overall, like just from the second period. And that is that's just kind of one that felt like that wasn't that wasn't a you know guaranteed goal. Like I f- like the Penguins were still out playing them. It felt like especially through the first period, in well into the second period, the Penguins were out playing the Chicago Blackhawks as they should, because if you look at that roster. It's the Rockford Ice Dogs or Ice Hogs or whatever the hell. I think it's Ice Hogs. Sorry. Um, it was an AHL team. And they've basically been been playing that roster all year. I know they're missing some key guys tonight, but a key guy for the Chicago Blackhawks is a fourth liner for the Boston Bruins, to give you perspective here. Okay? This was a seismic loss. You cannot emphasize how much this Penguins team blew it tonight. There's no words to accurately describe how terrible the Penguins fumbled this. You had an opportunity in your lap where all you had to do was win out. You got that because the Islanders lost last night or two nights ago, whenever that was. The Penguins were given and gifted a golden opportunity to control their destiny. And it seemed so easy because they played teams 31 and 32 in the standings. I'm just stating the obvious here. This is something that every Penguin fan has thought tonight. But they still somehow messed it up. And you can blame a plethora of things. People are going to point at Jari and say he wasn't on tonight. All right. There were some mistakes he made two of those goals were empty netters so take those away he allowed three goals the last one was kind of chippy you know off the glass weird deflection yada yada i don't even blame him very much for that one it looked bad it just it looked really bad but you have to put things into perspective there he you know i don't think that one was all him i don't at all but there's this sucks, man. You had a 17 consecutive playoff berths on the line. All of which Sidney Crosby's been a part of, Evgeny Malkin's been a part of, 
I think Latang may have missed the first one or two. I don't remember. I was a kid at that point. Um, I should know. Whatever. It's 1 a.m. Bite me. Um, yeah, I got nothing good to say. Uh, I like to be the guy that has hope and can look at things optimistically. But the only thing that I'll be happy with, um, well, I mean, if they make the playoffs somehow, yeah, great. 9.3% chance or whatever the hell I said. Um, that would be awesome. Be fantastic. Not counting on it. At this point, I've completely accepted that this is over. Not like I won't keep an eye on that Montreal-New York Islanders uh, game tomorrow. Thing is, though, yeah, we played Rockford tonight. <laughs> New York is going to play Laval. The Laval Rockets. The AHL team of the Montreal Canadiens. That team has been decimated by injuries this season. And we're gonna I'm going to take a look right now. And uh, let's, I want to take a little look at the Montreal Canadiens because that game is important to us. Montreal is second last in the East. They are 11 points up on the last place team in the East, which is Columbus, which yikes, Columbus. Oh, excuse me. Uh, they are five points back of the Philadelphia Flyers. So they have clinched second to last in the East. Let's see where they are overall in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are 28th in the league. They ha- are four and six in their last 10. Well, let's take a look at their last couple games and see what they're capable of here. Because they are playing for nothing other than pride. They have another game actually left after the Islanders game. They have Boston. Um on Thursday. So they travel from Long Island uh, to Montreal to play Boston. Saturday, they lost 7-1 to one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are a much more talented team than the Islanders, so I, okay, that's I, I understand why they lost that game. They can still beat the Islanders, you know, not based off of that game. I'm not going to get them there. They beat Washington 6-2 to two on last Thursday. They lost to Detroit 5 nothing on the Tuesday prior. That's a week ago today. Uh, they lost 3 nothing on the 1st of April to Carolina. They lost 5-2 to to Florida Thursday, March 30th. They lost 3-2 to Philadelphia on March 28th. And then the game before that, they won in a shootout against the Buffalo Sabres. So, oh, if you go one back, they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 8-2 on Saturday, March 25th. So there's some promise. If only the Islanders would play like the Blue Jackets tomorrow night, everything would be great. But guess what? It doesn't even matter because the Penguins still need to play the Blue Jackets. And what I was saying before this game tonight is that I think the easier of the two games was this one. You know, statistics be damned. Because Chicago... I think a. I think they really, really, really want Connor Bedard, or if not that, Adam, Adam Fantilli. I still think they're going to end up with Fantilli for some reason. But besides the point, um, Columbus doesn't like us. They hate the Penguins. The Penguins are their number one rival. I know from Penguin fans like minds, they don't often think of Columbus because Columbus hasn't been good for most of their existence, but. We are their number one rival. They're probably our fifth or sixth like top rival. Like you know, they're an afterthought almost. But they do not like the Penguins, and they really don't like Penguin fans. Whenever we played them in all those playoff series over the past, you know, five, six, seven years, I don't even know the last time we played them, but we played them a few times in the playoffs. They do not like 
the Pittsburgh Penguins. They hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they may be playing all, like also for Bedard odds, but the players on the ice are going to play with piss and vinegar because they obvi- they also do not like the Pittsburgh Penguins. And their fans in Columbus will be cheering on their team to bury the Penguins in their grave on Thursday night. So between the two games, between the Chicago game tonight and the Columbus game on Thursday, I thought if one of them is going to be a loss, I think it's going to be Columbus. And I still think that Columbus has a good shot against us. But now that we lost this game, there's no room for error. There wasn't even room for error tonight. There wasn't. But they they found room for it. They found enough room to still keep hopes alive and not officially be eliminated. But at the same time, break your heart. Slice it open. Squeeze the blood out. Throw it on the ground. Bury it. That's what the Pittsburgh Penguins did tonight. The top six had a fantastic season all around. I know uh, a lot of fans called for Brian Ross's head. He had a slow season, but he caught on, still had fine numbers this year. I mean, previous years, he just I think he kind of just blew up. He had a really, really good years a few times. Uh, this year, not as not as good, but still... I don't know if he's living up to that contract per se. If there's one guy in the top six to move out, it's probably him. But that would be a Band-Aid move because that's not the problem with this team. That's putting a Band-Aid on a broken bone. That's not It's not the issue. Eventually it might be money-wise because he is getting paid a good bit. But if Guinea Malkin had a fantastic year, after an offseason where Penguin fans were like, you shouldn't have resigned him. Whatever. Some fans said that. Other fans were happy they resigned him. I was indifferent at the time. Emotionally, I was happy about it. But logically, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. It did work, at least this year. There's three more years left on the contract. It could go totally sideways. But this year, if Genny Malkin had a good season, Sidney Crosby had a fine season this year. He had a great season this year. He played his heart out tonight, didn't show up on the results, but he played his heart out tonight. Uh, he was very emotional. You, uh, you can watch his uh, post-game media scrum anywhere. It's, uh, he spoke for a while. He waited until all the media members were ready and done with everyone else so he could address everybody because he understood the magnitude of this. He's a leader. He is this team's leader for the last two decades. He knows what the hell he's doing. And... No, no issues there. If you look at his expected goals, I think he had a over one, one point one five. He had twenty seven percent of Pittsburgh's expected goal share. Him alone, and he was obviously very emotional after the Tyler Johnson empty net goal. Saw that he's an emotional guy, you know. Uh, excuse me. It's late. It's very late. Um. Okay, yeah, Malkin, Crosby, uh, Raquel had a great year. I was very apprehensive to that contract that they gave him. I, when they traded for him last uh, last trade deadline, I thought he was very much a you know a another band aid uh, solution. I thought he was going to be okay. Give up all, give up these assets. I don't even think it was that many assets. It was like a second in Kel Clang, which you know might turn up to be bad, but whatever. Um, 
I thought he was a short-term solution. Little did I know they were going to resign him. I had no idea. I thought of and all the pending UFAs last offseason, Malkin, Latang, uh, Rust, and Raquel. I thought for sure Raquel was gone, but they were able to resign all of them. And I th- Raquel performed very well this year. I think amongst surprising performances, I'd probably put him second. Maybe third behind uh, Malkin, but obviously Zucker, I think, is number one. And I'd like to talk about him now. Jason Zucker, great season. He didn't show up much today. I thought he was. I don't think he looked terrible, but I also thought he was going to put up some numbers because these are the kind of games that Jason Zucker, Jason Zucker scores in. Did not happen, um, but he has been a gem this year. And I stand behind the fact that the Penguins need to prioritize re-signing him over Tristan Jari. I still think that there's other goalie options. I don't know if there's other great goalie options, but I think you need to look elsewhere for goalie options. Uh, I think the difference between a different goalie that you can find and Tristan Jari is a smaller gap than Jason Zucker and some winger you can sign uh, out there. I don't think there's many Jason Zuckers in this league. He you could see it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they broadcasted the um, jersey giving thing at the end of because tonight was fan appreciation night as well. Which, yeah, really appreciate the fans, huh? Um, I don't know if they broadcasted that on Sportsnet, but Jason Zucker was obviously they do it in a numerical order. So Jason Zucker was one of the first. You know, he's number sixteen. Uh, they call him over, and he puts on a smile for the picture for the lucky fan that gets his jersey, whatever. Um, but you could see the pain in his face. That guy is emotional. That guy is a heart and soul type guy. And not in the way a fourth liner make, making three million heart and soul type guy that throws the checks and finishes his checks and is, you know, good, you know, not one of those locker room guys, but the kind of locker room guy that can score over 20 goals in a season and clutch goals. That's the kind of guy Jason Zucker is. And I think that it will be a travesty. If they let him go and I'm not sold that they're going to be able to resign him or that they're going to try to resign him knowing how this team is run, but could be wrong. Could be wrong. Uh, who am I missing? Jake Gensel. Uh, I just want to give everyone in top six their own little shout out here. Uh, Jake Gensel had a great year. Uh, I know a lot of people were expecting more, but he like rust kind of turned it on there at the end. It felt like every other game we were getting free j- or half off Jake shakes. That guy uh, was Slow to get started for his standards, but he still ended with a great season or is going to end with a great season. There's one more game left, everybody. Keep that in mind. I can't even keep it in mind. But he was fine. He was a first-line winger. He's Sidney Crosby's left winger until Sidney Crosby retires. I have no problem with Jake Gensel. I think that I, I know people were rumbling that I talked to about wanting to move off of him. I don't think that does any good. I don't. Um, ultimately you wish this team has more finish and I don't blame that on the top six. Like I said, you look at their numbers, they all had over 20 goals this year, which is not a thing that happens all the time. I think the only other team last I checked that had that many was the Buffalo Sabres. Another team, ironically, that's missing the playoffs, but the problem that everyone's been screaming about this season has depth scoring. They got some more of it along the stretch, but not enough. 
you need a guy on your third line that can put up 20 goals, that can put up 40 points or so. They thought that guy was Jeff Carter. They didn't, I don't even blame them that much for the extension. Uh, I think the extra year kind of sucks, but he fell off so hard this year, guys. So, 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 so hard. Last year, he was not this player. When the Penguins got him, he wasn't this player. He was a productive bottom six guy who, who was the kind of person they need right now. Do I disagree with who they protected in the expansion draft and why they kept him and they let McCann and Tanev go? Yes, I've been I've talked about that at length. Okay, I know that was the wrong decision. But you got to move on now. They're, they're not going to move off of him. He's going to be a fourth liner or whatever next year because he's buyout proof. He's everything proof. Unless they want to bite the the full cap hit and then just have an open roster spot for it, which they could do. I don't think they will, but they could. Maybe some other uh, new GM will have the courage to do it. Um, yeah, I'm mad. I'm not happy right now. Um, a lot of guys in the bottom six did show promise, specifically Ryan Paling. Drew O'Connor. I like Alex Nylander. I don't think he was given uh, an adequate shot all the time. Uh, he did get his first goal the other day. Um, you know, I, I I like him a lot. I do think he's going to be a productive member of this team soon. Even if he's like a 13th, 14th forward, he's the kind of guy you can plug into the top six. And I'm totally comfortable seeing, uh, you know, him get in, put into that situation. And I think he could produce some offense because he did. But there's other spots on this team in the forward group that need attended to. Danton Heinen had a fine game tonight. Second on the Penguins in expected goals. I don't expect him back. Oh, excuse me. There were stretches of this year where they didn't play him. I don't think they trust him very much anymore. He had a great year last year. Brought him back for cheap because no one else wanted him. That's the kind of guy that like you can fill that spot with someone that's more offensively minded, offensively responsible, can make better plays. If you can find any third liner who can give you like 15, 20 goals, 35, 40, 45 points, this team's in a different position right now. They were so close, guys. They were so close to a 17th consecutive playoff streak. And they fumbled. How long have I been talking? It feels like forever. 25 minutes. Okay. I can keep her going. I'm going all off the cuff. I've, I, I, I'm go. I'm researching as I'm going. I'm, uh, yeah. I've kind of gone all over the place here. Uh, sorry, this is very, very unorganized. But don't care. Didn't ask. Um, something worth mentioning. I know last year uh, the East was the the conference of oh everyone has a hundred points whatever. Low key. 12 teams in the NHL have, and that's going to be the number at the end too, uh, will end with 100 or more points. And uh, worth mentioning, these are the teams, obviously the Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes, New Jersey Devils, Toronto Maple Leafs, Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers, New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche, Dallas Stars, Los Angeles Kings, Minnesota Wild, and the Seattle Kraken hit 100 points. Whoosh wild five of those teams are in the east seven west western conference teams have hit 100 points 
And if Winnipeg wins their final game, they they clinch that final wild card spot. Um, if they win their final game, they'll have 97. So the threshold would have been 97 to get into the playoffs over there. In the East, we have no idea. It's probably going to be 92, 93. Uh, don't really know. Depends on how these games end here. But Buffalo is officially eliminated. So it is a two-team race for the final spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's either the New York Islanders or the Pittsburgh Penguins. One thing worth mentioning going into Thursday's game is that obviously we don't have the result of Wednesday's game, so this all might be moot by uh, the end of that. But say the Islanders lose in overtime, which will bring them to 92 points, two points ahead of the Penguins, that will eliminate, actually, maybe, yes, yes, I would. Sorry. I sound like an idiot. That will eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins because the tie, because they, even if the Penguins win at Columbus, they'll be tied in points, but the tiebreaker is regulation wins. The Islanders have four more as we sit right now. So regardless of what fashion the Penguins would win, if the Islanders get a single point out of the Montreal Canadiens, they're in the Stanley Cup playoffs and they will likely be, they could actually at this point end up being the top wildcard team, in which case they would face either the Carolina Hurricanes or the New Jersey Devils, or they could be the second wildcard wild uh, seed and play dun, 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 the Boston Bruins who are on a seven-game win streak right now, who tonight made the NHL record for regular season points, as in, like, standing points. They hit 133 tonight. Good luck. Um, I made a joke tonight at the game with uh, one of my coworkers, and I said, um, if the Penguins are missing, which likely... Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm tired of, of rooting for the underdog. I think I'm going to go all in and root for the Boston Bruins, just because it's funny. Let Goliath ride, you know? But in all honesty, uh, I do like the Carolina Hurricanes as a team a lot. I know uh, that might be, uh, you know, malpractice to say as a Penguin fan who does a Penguin podcast because Carolina is in our division, but they are a very well-run team. I like them a lot, and I feel like they play the Penguins really hard. Another team that plays the Penguins really hard is the New Jersey Devils, who I don't want to see win just because I'm really tired of seeing... uh, them uh them beat us which i know i just said about carolina but i don't know there's a snideness to new jersey i don't like as much carolina seems humble which is funny because they do the storm surge maybe i'm just an idiot um yeah i don't know i don't have much more to say about that game um just completely embarrassing nothing else to say and if you're a penguin if you're a hockey fan not a hockey fan if you're a penguin fan God, it's late. If you're a Penguin fan, um, just going to recommend stay off Twitter just for the next year because you're never going to hear the end of this one. You've been the team that's been to the playoffs how many years? 16 years in a row. That It's not going to end well. You're, you're going to get clowned on. Just, just shut the app. Shut the app off. Go outside. If you're, if you're a Penguin fan in Pittsburgh... Weather's been beautiful recently. It's probably going to be nice the rest of this week. Don't don't waste your time on Twitter. You're only going to feel bad. Go outside, go for a walk, and just 
take solace in the fact that knowing uh, whatever team or fan base may have chirped you, uh, they'll never have a one-two punch of Crosby Malkin. Uh, if you go back to the 90s, and uh, they'll never have a one-two punch of Lemieux Yager. All right, Edmonton, shut up. Anyways, I don't even know how to end this because it just hurts, man. It sucks. It's okay to feel feel sh- shitty. Pardon my French. It's okay to feel bad. This is terrible. It's awful. I'm someone that's highly invested in this team's, team's performance. I know a lot of people are. It's It sucks. And it's hard because my entire life, this was a given. It sounds spoiled as hell, but it's true. That was a given. Pirates, you expect nothing with them. Steelers have been a roller coaster since they won the Super Bowl in 09. Make it to the playoffs. You know, hey, you got to keep that over 500 uh, streak, right? Speaking of which, real quick before I go, I think if anything good comes out of this, I think, yeah, the streak is probably going to end, but you can kind of reset after this. You can get a refresh. I think people are, they're going to get new people in at some positions. You have to. I really think you have to, and I think they're going to. You can, you can move forward and move on knowing that you've won what you've won, it's, but it's past that. Move forward. And also, this is a really good draft. I don't know what pick the Penguins are going to end up with. They still have their first rounder because, you know, remember Ron Hextall didn't do anything. Remember back then? Trade deadline? Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, it's a good draft. It's an all right draft to have pick number 15, 14, whatever it ends up being. Because you're still probably getting a really, really good player that may not be too far off. They might not be here, you know, whenever uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are off and like going off to the sunset. But I think you can legitimately get a really good, like, potential top liner, top pair guy, whatever, mid first round of this draft. So take some solace in that. We had a great run. I think this team in this core is going to get another shot at it with a fresh coat of paint. That being, I don't know if it's going to be Mike Sullivan, but that being at the very least, new assistants and hope to God, new management. And that's what we can hope for. But I'm going to end it there. Might try to do a post game on uh, after Detroit, not Detroit, after Columbus. Oh my God, I'm tired. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll just save it for the obituary episode on Monday. Like I said, I'm going to try to get somebody on for that. I'm not sure yet if I am going to be able to, but we'll see. Either way, that's all, folks. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at pens underscore cast. Follow me on both of those at Lucas Wester. And that's all, folks. Try to sleep or don't. Try to get through your day. Uh, Yeah. All right. Bye.